So here's the question. When the rules we've been operating by have burnt us out and the hamster wheel is keeping us awake at night and stuck, how do we, as expert entrepreneurs who want to make significant impact but just can't take on one more thing, grow our businesses and teams, double our revenue while working less? That's the question. This is the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host, and this show explores the answers. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Business Habitat. I'm super excited about this week's episode. In it, I'm talking to a guy called Adil Amasi, who is in London and is known as the greatest copywriter alive at the moment. And the reason why I was really attracted to um, Adil and I wanted to have him on the podcast is actually one reason is because of that statement, because he actually has the numbers underneath it to prove it. And he, it's very important for his metrics so much, particularly when we're working with clients in the business habitat around getting their products out there and really how to individually put yourself out in the market. You know, this is one of the really important things. And today that we really drill down on that in two aspects. One, you know, using actual facts, numbers like that to prove yourself. So, you know, it, it's a quick, easy way. And then the process of actually stepping in um, to clients' shoes and to understand their people too. And we work through it absolutely. One of the most intriguing interviews I've done put me under the pump a little bit as well. And we actually work, he actually creates the copywriting for selling a figurine that was just actually randomly on my desk and it was unrehearsed and everything. And it was, it's a, it's a really smart piece of work. Another key too, you know, particularly when we work in the aligned leaders and aligning yourself up, not only around the metrics, but even, you know, that belief of the metrics and actually, you know, as a leader or as an expert like Adil is, sometimes he, you know, has to put timeframes and clients' boundaries and stuff in there too. So we kind of not just look at, this is not just about marketing and direct response copywriting, but it's also giving you some tips and tricks on how to hold firm on your timeframes and client response time, which is so important um, to keeping you aligned. So there is, this is an extra long episode today. It's one of our longest, but I really highly recommend that you sit through and do it. And even later on, go and spend some time to actually do the step that he actually copyrights through, which is so powerful and so valuable. We've spent a lot of money and time on getting these steps ourselves. And I don't think anyone does it quite like Adil does. So um, this is one um, for the books. As I said, it is a longer one. So um, have some fun with it and enjoy. Well, hello, everybody. I'm going to say good afternoon from me and my amazing guest today, Adil Marcy, is going to actually say good morning because he's coming to you from the UK, London to be, East London, I've just been told, in fact. Now, Adil is the greatest copywriter of all time. And what's even more fascinating about Adil is he can actually prove it. As you know, I'm a bit of a numbers chick and I never like people to make a statement that they can't measure in some way. And we will drill down on this a little bit later, but Adil can certainly do that. 
I also really wanted to talk to Adil because he is an expert in what he does and you all out there, you know, generally are experts too and we need to, copywriters have very much the same problem as we all do in that, particularly when you're as good as Adil is and I'm sure it's true for all copywriters, is it's really based on your genius and then the burnout and the um, the problems that that brings to us as well. So. We'll look at that a bit too. But first of all, I would love you just to give us a quick introduction and how you came to be the greatest copywriter of all time. Hey guys, I'm just going to like rectify that ever so slightly by saying greatest copywriter alive. That's the one I really run with. I have a who's who's list of who I consider the greatest and I like to put myself in that running, but there is a specific reason then why other people put me in that running as well why and I believe them. So good morning from East London, as we said, and my very quick introduction to who I am, what I do and why I that is a title that's even thrown at me is because I started writing uh, ads when I was 12 years old. And basically, I've been doing this for such a long time that it's um, basically become almost second nature for me. So it's been 20 years, 14 as a professional in that time period. I've basically worked with a who's who of everybody that you can imagine in the industry of marketing, advertising, sales, dating. I think there's 420 markets I've worked in, nearly 17,000 marketing campaigns written with a 503 loss at the moment. To be specific, 16,773 marketing campaigns I've written or consulted on, and I've had 503 losses and over 16,000 wins. So for a win-loss record, that's not terrible in my opinion. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I've generated close to, I've generated over 821 million at this time of recording this in 2021. At the end of this, once we do the numbers, I reckon that number is going to be close to $900 million done in sales in that 14-year period. Um, and of course, the people I've influenced, if we actually count into the fact that they use a lot of the methodologies, the strategies, what I've taught them, that number's actually inflated up to $1.2 billion in sales. Uh, they've basically been responsible for in one way, shape or another. So one could say I kind of know my shit when it comes to it. And that 14 year period, basically, the reason I've done so well with what I do is I have an obsession with human psychology, as you can tell with just some other books behind me. I love human psychology, like how people think really gets me going, like understanding what's behind their thought processes and then emotionally understanding the background behind it as well. So it's it's just like a beautiful amalgamation of everything that's um, just brought me up to this cusp of where I'm at. Fantastic. And I think what I just heard is one of obviously the greatest expert in your field of your time. But the reason you are is that you can prove it and the, and the numbers and the measurability of that. And yeah. I think that we lose that a lot as experts. We kind of, we have a lot of knowledge, but, and this is across the board, obviously, I work with financial, legal, you know, anyone who's kind of got more of the, um, the crunching experts, if you like, starting to work with a lot more creatives. And sometimes I find that the creatives actually possibly know their numbers and the success and the value of that, if you like, more. But I don't think I've ever heard anybody, even myself, <laughs> quite nail the numbers like you just did as well. And I suppose that in, in your game, I'm going to guess that's important. But I also want to drill down on exactly what you do. So can you just tell us what a copywriter does? But more specifically, I understand that you're a high, you are the guy for high converting copy. So tell us what that actually means. Yes. Okay. So I'll give you that in a quantifiable 
version. So basically mm -hmm. what it is, a copyright is a salesman in print or a salesperson in print, at least it used to be. So imagine it this way. There are three forms of effective advertising. There is in-person, face-to-face, telling you something. Then there's over the phone, telling you something. And then there's reading something and then going to take action on it. So direct response, and there are three variations of copywriting. There's brand, which you see in movies, such as, look at my product, it's my product, but I'm going to associate happy feelings and then put my product in the background and hope you do yeah. the math. Um, it's very blase, it's very passable, it's very, eh, not really fun. <laughs> then you have direct response, which is what I was for a long time. Now, direct response is essentially... It's the best way I can put that. It's being grabbed by the throat and being told, listen here, you little fucker, this is why you need to buy this. I like that. And how it's going to benefit mm -hmm. you. And then you pull out the credit card and they buy and they do the thing. Now, the third version is one that's only come up in the last six or seven years, uh, mostly over the last decade. Um, I'm glad to say I was a pioneer of one of these, uh, but not the. I was not the original of the term, but I was someone that really drove it around the same time that everyone else kind of ran with it at the same time as well. And that's this idea of story selling, which is why my nickname is The Story yep. Seller. Well, one of my nicknames are. And the reason for that is quite simple. Story selling is combining brand, feelings, emotions, story with the whole grabbing them by the throat. So essentially what you're doing is you're telling them a story that vicariously puts them through the process of what you went through, in which at the end they're ready to buy from you. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially the three forms of copy. Now, what copywriting is exactly is it's the master skill. Because true copywriting, today people think it's just writing ads that work. No, true copywriting is understanding every aspect of the marketing campaign, everything from what needs to be read from the very beginning, all the way to what the ad needs to say, what the customer service representative on the phone needs to say, if there is one, what the uh, opt-in pages, any kind of material that gets someone to say yes and moves them along needs to be written or converted. That means videos, audios, the program, whatever it is, it's all copywriting. Yeah. And that's essentially the true master skill because you need to have all those aspects in there. And a high converting copywriter, I've been lucky. I will say that. when I start, Most people start their career as copywriters with a one, maybe two out of 10 win-loss record. They'll go 20% and that's average, that's good. Mm. Like one of the best that has ever done it is Joe Sugarman, who did Blue Blocker ads, and he's an incredible copywriter, great, great marketing mind, literally one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Like he's on my Mount Rushmore of like greats, he's on my shortlist. Um, and what Joe Sugarman did, he was behind Blue Blocker sunglasses, by the way, in JSNA, like pocket calculators, that was him. Um, Joe even told me years ago, when I started out, I was two out of 10. At the end of my career, I was eight out of 10. Meaning for every eight ads, 10 will be bringing money. At the start, it was the other way around. I've been lucky where for the first five or six years, I went 10 out of 10. Like every ad I wrote just converted. Every ad I wrote made my clients money. So I just had this insane win record. And that's the reason I class it as high converting because not only did my clients make money, I was literally doing things that no one had ever heard of. For instance, um, I'll give you guys a really key example of this. I had a... Uh, so the, back in the day, used to be something called the Warrior Forum, which is a great place to go for online digital marketing. Before it was digital marketing, I'm talking 2000 and like two all the way to like 2012 was its prime days. I was there from 08 to 2012, and around this time, you do the Warrior Special Offer, which is essentially just a mini launch to validate your product, 
And then after a while, it became its own launch processes where people were launching almost daily on this thing. Um, and the Warrior Special Offer was where you'd take a concept or an idea, you'd put it on there, you'd get the proof, and then you'd put it to Marketplace. Uh, if you know who Frank Kern is, yeah. um, who was considered one of the best internet markets of all time, um, Frank actually launched one of his first iterations of the Mass Control course on the Warrior Forum years before it hit Marketplace. Um, so this place was really special. It was like a, a really old place. It's it's now not as good or anywhere near what it used to be. It's, In my opinion, it's not been for the last nine or ten years. But the reason I bring that up is um, among those people, among the marketers, the ones that know what I'm doing to get them to buy, that can see what I'm doing to do so, uh, for the longest time, I held one of the highest conversion records on there, which is like 38%. On, the, on a letter. So 38% of people who read the letter gave us money. So let that sink in on what level that is. I wrote like, and this is the thing, I have a lot of these results for a suicide hotline that I worked with in the UK, uh, a suicide prevention company in the UK, there's also a hotline. Um, they bought out a list of 100,000 names that went out and 37,000 of them responded. So 37,000%, a 37% response rate. Um, upsells, you know, when you when someone buys and then and you sell them to something else, most people are happy with a ten to forty percent, like a ten to twenty percent on average, is what you should expect on an upsell. I'm known for going as high as eighty five percent on that. So, what do you think? What do you think? Because um, you're not well, you know. I consider anybody around thirty or under thirty young, not that old. Why? Why do you think you got that? Was it a, a genius skill or if, you know, you've really, you worked the numbers or, or what do you think it was or it's still today? It's more, it's a, it's a combination of a thing. Like it's, I do have a level of genius skill in this because I've been obsessing over it for years, but it's also to do with the fact that I actually think like a person in the sense of like meaning I put myself into the customer's shoes. <laughs> I put myself into their ideation and to understand where they currently are. Because this is a, this is a common mistake that people have when they're writing ads, even for themselves, is they do this thing where they go into market research mode and they somehow go, okay, my market is thinking this, so I need to write about this to get my market to believe this. That's step one. Oh yeah, I've been guilty of that. Step two is how you do this better. You find out what your audience wants, and then you look at yourself and go, where have I gone through that, that I can talk about that for them to see? Yes. Because the moment they can hitch a ride to that story, they no longer need to go through the pain. And this is kind of the big thing. You've probably heard about the idea of stab them in the back, twist the knife until they actually pull it out, and the way they pull it out is buying from you. This is an old adage of direct response. Oh, I have never heard that before. <laughs> I'm yeah, not sure it, I want to hear it again. <laughs> it, it's essentially the old adage that essentially you want to cause your person so much pain that not buying it is more painful than buying it. So you see this in the health and supplement industry in the marketing world, yes, which is, yes, I was yes. so embarrassed when I pooped my pants in front of all the other parents and it's because I couldn't control my colon. Blah, 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 blah. That I am not a fan of. I don't believe in that bullshit because in my... No, I think it's derogative and the disruption... Well, yeah, yeah, it's not a good thing. It's and it's bullshit and lies and advertising, in my opinion, can be honest and truthful and ethical and actually being honest, truthful and ethical is what gave me higher conversion numbers. Um, 
So what I do instead is I actually go, like, let's just say it is a product around IBS, and we'll get to this in a moment. We'll choose a different niche later on, but just as an idea. Mm-hmm. If it's around IBS, otorbital bowel syndrome, and you have a supplement for that, because, again, I, I know this market, so, of course, I'm not really going to use this as an, as an example, and we'll explain why in a moment. You'll see it as you stick around towards the end. Um, with the IBS stuff, essentially, you can really turn that around into a really positive story and go, okay, my audience is feeling discomfort in their stomach. They're completely scared. If they fart, they're going to poop themselves. What do I need to do? So your headline here, if it's true, and you've actually either had this happen to you or you have a testimonial around it, you can literally talk about this, which is, uh, and most people that have an IBS supplement product, by the way, that own them, have either had it or have met someone that has it, and that's essentially why they got into that marketplace. So essentially, it's a very easy thing to do. And the subject line here is really easy. It would be something along the lines of, um, I remember driving home. Uh, I remember driving home and I got stuck in a traffic jam, and and the worst thing possible could happen. Dot dot dot. My stomach gurgled. I had the. I had. Uh, I had two options. Either look like I was trying to straighten my body out and lift myself off, accidentally hitting the accelerator or try and force out a very quiet fart. Unfortunately, the old me will try and force the fart. The new me, well, they might shit their pants. So I had a choice to make. And then you go into the story. Yeah. So do you see it? Like that grabs someone going, holy crap, I have been there myself, or holy crap, I, I, I want to find out what they did. Yeah. Um, and then underneath, directly underneath that, you can just dot, 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 but that's not my reality anymore. Thankfully, I had blank in the car and I figured it out. But before I tell you more about how I discovered blank and what goes on, I'd been in the situation before. Let me tell you about it. And then you tell them about the situation, who you are, why you're there, and what's happening. Then you sell them the product. Wow. That's just an ideation to that. That's Again, that's high-level overall thinking. But we're going to get a little bit more structured in this as we go on and we'll see what I mean. But essentially, going back to it, a lot of people don't understand that you can sell with pleasure so it's 80-20, 80% pleasure, 20% pain. And the pain doesn't need to be a stab in the back. It needs to be like a flick or a poke to go, hey, numb nuts, look over here. Yeah. And my horrible use of the word numb nuts is usually dumbass or dickhead, but that also works as well. Get as many of them in. We're doing an E episode today, so it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, guys, it's going to be E. It's fine. I've already said fuck once, so he's... he's <laughs> oh, good. I'm just going to keep throwing them in. It's fine. Um, but essentially, it's easy to... Like, the reason that you say it that way is because you want to pull... The the ideation and the image that I have in my mind is you want to pull your person out of the darkness because they fall into a piranha pit, put a mirror in front of them with the light, and just take a couple of the piranhas off while they're reading the letter and be like, hey, Cool. Listen, I've taken a couple of the piranhas off, but you've got like a light to walk towards that way. So that's the solution over there. You can get there on your own, but there are piranhas on the floor. The piranha pools on the floor that will actually just drag you in. Or you can have my roadmap and flashlight, which I have plenty of, and you can take one with you if you want. It's only X amount. Which one do you want? But here's the thing. The biggest mistake people make with their copy is they sell from their heels. So there's a lot of other mistakes, but the biggest one, of course, is selling from their heels. It's where they essentially kind of go, okay, cool, if you want to buy this thing, you can get it, bye. There's no direct action, and we're gonna, I'm going to give you guys what the best way to overcome that is in this episode. Like, remind me about this. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely give it to you guys. Yeah, the direct action, because, I mean, as somebody who has got, I think, too, if there's any tax accountants listening, which I'm sure that there are quite lots, that 
we've never had to build this skill because, you know, we, everyone knew what the problem was. You know, you have to, and in the UK, it's exactly the same as well, is that you have to lodge your tax returns and everything else illegal not to. But as we move out and as we want to do different things, we have to start really connecting with the client's problem. And there were two things that you said there. One is think like a person. So it's very hard to actually do any of this if you can't step into somebody's shoes and understand where they're coming from. And that might mean different types of shoes, you know, for the same same services or whatever that might be. Super powerful. Uh, that next one, which is, you know, asking that, that direct action, it's taken me a long time to even understand that and get stronger and stronger. I can't believe I've met you now, but um, hopefully we can tweak that a little bit as well. And sure. most experts really, you know, experts, particularly in the finance areas, struggle with all that because we're never... We struggle with actually, I think most experts actually struggle with working, walking in other people's shoes. I think I had to work hard on that. I had to build my empathy skills. And I'm pleased to say it's something you can actually build that it's not necessarily has to be. I think, which you've obviously done, but your ability to probably to flick between the different styles quicker is probably also a superpower, I'm guessing. It is. It's actually one of the things that's made me like uniquely there. Because again, um, what I tell people is, so there's a really easy way of thinking about advertising that is something I blatantly stole from Harvey Specter from Suits, but yeah. it's a really powerful quote and it's play the man, not the, like, don't play the odds, play the man. And what I mean by that is don't look at your marketplace, the odds, but play the man, who you are, be the human. Yeah. Because when you're the human and not the marketplace, people come to you and gravitate to your, towards you in droves. They just do because they want to know who you are. Oh my goodness. And that is so hard for professional services experts in particular, because we're trained to be about like, you know, traditionally from the 1800s on, you know, we are the experts. We sit up the doctors and the lawyers and the accountants and the whatevers. And on this actual end, and actually, and I understand this as well, as soon as my podcast and as soon as we start, I started telling my story the connection was huge. Like it was just thing. And it's such a vulnerable thing, particularly for people who are as, as assist the system um, in a way puts us up there. And we're trained that we have to actually stay a little bit aloof, which is completely wrong because everybody wants us. Everyone wants our, our expertise is there for a reason, but if we can't relate it, it doesn't really matter. They're never going to actually whether they have to buy it or not. They're never actually going to value it because they're not really sure how it connects to their story. I think that's what you're saying. Exactly. And yeah, this is, you know, guys, I have still very, very short on my journey of this, but it's something that while I, I, I don't want to ever be a copywriter professionally myself, I think that the systems and the structure, someone like Adil, particularly because, you know, we, we have the greatest here, can teach us, I think is just also when you're in your day to day, when you're actually trying to get a client to do a difficult thing, when you're actually trying to get some results, even if it's not an e email campaign or where we actually do relate copywriting to initially, but the skill of it is through the whole life. It's that that important part of selling anything, would you say, that helps you? Massively. That is massively it. It's, it's one of the key core components of understanding people um, that makes you better because when you don't understand people, how are you going to sell to them? Uh, and I think too, because I love, love one of your quotes is, you know, sharing your knowledge so others have made it better for people. And I think too, that's one thing you, you get, and I've found you very generous in your knowledge. And also, you know, how you're actually starting to teach other people 
how to do this. I think for me, that's a big thing for me is I like to teach. I don't want to come in and tell you what to do. I want to teach you how to do it so you can do it again and again and again with framework. Um, Agreed. And before we jump into that, I do have another quotable for you guys. I'm infamously known for that. I will, I will have to tell you guys this and it's very powerful and it's never underestimate the intelligence or stupidity of your audience. <laughs> By then. Write that down. Yes. Because I've, I've had it with like advertisers and copywriters where they will write and they write to a high level of intellect and they alienate people. And then I have other people that write to a very low level common denominator and they almost insult their people. Oh, so how do you bridge that? That's understanding the through line. That's where you comes into understanding your people. There are certain words that yeah. you don't want to use. There are certain phrases you want to avoid. There's also just a certainty of just being around as in the sense of, I'll give you an example. So it could be, so this is actually a perfect segue into this. Um, think of a random market, anything like we're going in cold, by the way, guys, I, I'm, I'm not doing any of this. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions as well. This episode is brought to you by the aligned leader a six-week program built to combat the leadership fatigue syndrome so you can grow your business without the overwhelm. So let's start off with what marketplace? Oh, so you have a baby grouped in your hand? Uh, these are, um, I'm in Australia, and this is what Woolworth, Woolworths put sort of these plastic figurines out. And um, I want to market them to people. So I've got a few, but I want to see if I can increase their value and um, really niche down to other people who are plastic collectibles from shops. Okay. Plastic collectible from shops. All right. So tell me a little bit more about what they do and why. What's their functionality? The functionality of these things is that they can, that, well, they're pretty good too. They're, they're free when you buy a lot of stuff from Woolworths. Um, Woolworths is one of our shopping centers, um, ma major shopping retailers over here. Mm -hmm. And I think too, what they do is they're all the Marvel comics as well. And I myself have been very empowered by them because um, they do all the women, women characters as well. So I actually have, weirdly, um, these all sitting here. But my husband who never collects anything has them all kind of sitting there. And I think that they give you comfort when you're feeling just a little bit alone, but they're kind of fun too. Okay. And also I'm trying to save the environment by getting reuse for this, these, because they're all filling up landfill and everything. And if we can actually use them for a bit of fun um, and, you know, people can get joy out of them, I think that their, their life will be more worthwhile. Okay. Well, what's the price point? You know what? I'm going to, uh, yeah, $20. Okay. $20. Uh, target demographic. Um, professional people Perfect. I got who it don't want to admit, I've already got it. who don't want to admit they've got little toys. <laughs> I've got it. No, no, I got it. There we go. You got so, it? Yeah, I got the, I got the angle. I got the angle. It's a slight different angle than what we said right now, but I've got the angle. All right. So let's begin. So this is written in like, say it was a letter or a video or something. And this is how I'd lay it out. It would be, hmm, I think of the headline for this. The third most productive way to, sorry, the most interesting way of increasing your productivity isn't to add or isn't to add more things or to declutter your space. That's number two and one. It's specific, oh, sorry, remove more things or declutter your space. Um, 
sorry, organizing your space and decluttering around you. That's number one. Yep. And two, number three is a little known habit that most business people and experts secretly have that they never want to admit to, dot, dot, dot. And of course, you shorten this down. It would be, if, you, if, you, yeah. if you're the type of expert that sits in front of a laptop, so if you're the type of uh, business owner expert or the person that sits in front of a laptop all day and you find your, your mind wandering and you keep distracting yourself online, then you need to read every word below. The majority of us have, an, uh, have the ability to fidget. In fact, myself, I have multiple little uh, trinkets on my desk that I can just play around with, whether that's a squishy wall, whether that's this, whether that's that or the other. But what I found that ends up being the most effective for me is this tiny little thing um, that I have sitting on my desk. And the reason that's so interestingly incredible is because it hits on so many different levels. Now, before I get into exactly what this little magical toy is, and then I put toy in brackets, I'm going to introduce myself and tell you why you need to read this. Hi, my name is, like, dear friend, my name is Adela Marcy, and for the last uh, 15 years, I've essentially, uh, actually, for the last 14 years, I've been a professional, um, I've been a professional that's been sat behind my computer desk the entire time. And as time has gone on, my distractions have always been more and more uh, prevalent, meaning in the sense of I've actually got to the point where I've actually been spending a lot more time on Facebook, more time on YouTube, I'll check my phone every so often, I'll, like, play with a fidget spinner, I'll play with a little cube, but all these things really came and went, and the novelty of them just kind of wore off because they didn't really hit on different levels like I needed to. That was until I found this little toy. And in a moment, I'm going to share with you how this little tiny toy essentially uh, hits me on several different levels, just like it will to so many other business owners, and specifically you. Now, if you have the same ideation that I have, is you need to have something in your hands, you need to play with something, specifically when you're thinking out loud, this little $20 toy is going to change the way you do things. But let's get into the into it for a moment. The majority of toys out there... <clears throat> my voice just broke there, so enjoy that one, guys. Uh, the majority <laughs> of toys out there... I am not 12, I promise. But the majority of toys out there essentially went through... Um, go through a process, essentially. It needs to look good, it needs to be functional, it needs to be whatever it needs to be. But what I find many of these little fidgety toys don't have is the feel factor meaning it doesn't feel all that well or great in your hands. So your body doesn't get a sensory response to it because they want to minimize the sensory. The only sensory response they get is like, oh, novelty, and then it gets rid of it. But I found something that A, is very nice on a feel, uh, on a feel level, but also has the novelty factor, also has the uniqueness of what there is, and it is a little bit nerdy, and let's be honest, many of us business people, we're nerdy, especially with how <laughs> Marvel has taken over the industry more so and monetized what we love to do. Um, if you want an example of this, if I start writing the sentence, I am dot, 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 if you didn't finish with that with Groot, then, you know, then you've actually got a little bit of an issue going on. But the majority of us do this naturally. <laughs> so imagine you had like a tiny little t uh, toy that essentially, A, reduced the, uh, the plastic waste we have in the world, B, gave you the um, functionality of exactly what you want to do, meaning keep yourself in a stimulated uh, sorry, it stimulated your brain much in many different ways, including feel, uh, touch, sight, and more importantly, hit your different nerdiness levels. And then ultimately, it was done in a way that was essentially really easy to just work with you. And again, I'm kind of going off topic here. To work with you um, yeah. to help you increase your productivity. What would your life look like? Well, you don't have to think about it because we've gone ahead and and basically put the two together. One of the biggest retailers in Australia had a huge sale on these things and they were about to just get rid of them. And one day I managed to like strike a deal with a manufacturer and get my hands on all 
like 18,000 units of these little baby, um, what was it called? Marvel uh, pen tops. Marvel so, characters. Yeah, the little yeah. characters that you put on your pen tops, you'll have on top, you'll put on your pencils, you can have them anywhere that you want. But they're textually designed to essentially help any person hold on to them and really enjoy it into their fingers, into their feel, put them on the side, look at them in many different ways. And surprisingly, what this does, it triggers all the different senses and more importantly, allows you as a person to truly de-escalate from the stressful part of your brain and increase your productivity. So imagine for a moment, let's just say you were sat there during a presentation on Zoom and you were really, really nervous. If you had this sensory toy in your hand that was so nonchalant, that was so, uh, though so nonchalant and non-invasive in what you were doing around you and around what was going on in that meeting that no one really actually took a moment to like run away from it or was was going to call you out and say hey what are you doing it's so under the radar under the table you can have it in your hands it doesn't make any noise and it just feels really wonderful that stimulates you on a sense feel and also a deeper touch feel because you're seeing what there is as well as hitting you in the exact emotional spots because of the character that you relate to and what they're doing now i'll give you a perfect example whenever i'm feeling whenever i'm feeling scared i grab my iron man pent up and basically just put that in my hands and play around with it why because a i know that's iron man and he's got to be brave but b just the feeling and the ridges and the nubs that are actually from that plastic really hit the right spots in my hands that allow me to really calm down while i'm doing presentations or if I'm feeling exceptionally happy for that day, and I just need something to think out loud. I'll just grab my baby group version and start throwing that around in my hands, catching it, making sure that it didn't hit any of the sides. And the best part is it's slightly too big for my pets to eat it or kids to eat it, but it's just small enough for me to play around with as well. And more importantly, the moment any time my business owners have actually had a look at this or like my business partners have had a look at these and seen me have them, we stop the conversation and have a whole 10 minute we have a whole 10 minute chat about yeah, where I sure. got them from and which ones we have and how we got them. So as soon as I decided to buy the 18,000 pallet um, that was there, of the units that were there, I decided to put this letter to write out to other business owners just like you and ask if you'd want one too. So we have these in stock, pictures of the ones, and you get to pick mm -hmm. which ones there are. Now, while stocks last, you can get them exactly for $20 and I'll, and I'll personally ship them to you each and every one with a little bit of um, each and every one with um, little ideas that you can have on how you can essentially use them to really get the most out of your productivity, whether that's putting them on your pens, whether that's lining them up, whatever it is. But here's what I would ask for you, from you. The moment you receive yours and you put it in a unique way, if you have more than two, send me a photo and hashtag it, whatever it is, the name like that we've got for it. Um, and all you'll see, uh, and I just want to see that on Instagram or on or tag us in it. And whoever gets the best ones, if we have any, we'll start shipping them out to you as well as a thank you of uh, doing business with us or more importantly or not even actually put that in there just say just as a thank you it would be really cool to see and of course we'll uh, share you guys onto our page as well that's growing so how do you get started well to, or you so how do you begin or actually just say here's what other people have received their say and you got testimonials and then you're like or if you don't have testimonials like we're just starting to get this rolling off the ground and we're looking forward to ship them to you so here's how you get started click the button below you'll be taken to a secure checkout page where all you do is enter your regular details and complete your investment today actually i've jumped the gun here let's go back a second it's like so what's the price point for this well the price point is really simple i wanted to make this at cost now if you were to go into a store right now some places give them away for free and I gotta tell you it's not really well done because those are really low quality models and they end up being thrown out chewed up by the dog and basically increased into the world's plastic what we're doing instead is we've actually redesigned them ever so slightly we've got the very high-end ones we made sure they're all taken care of 
and you can get them from to, you can get them today for a simple order of or for the simple fee of uh, sorry the simple price of nineteen ninety five or for twenty dollars. Um, and what we'll do as well is we'll sh we'll cover shipping and handling and mail it over to you. Or you can just say it's twenty dollars and we'll ship these out to you. And the more you basically get them will give you a discount. So if you order three, they'll be uh, $45. If you order two, they'll be uh, they'll be 35 bucks. We'll give you a small discount on each order that you basically put out there. And essentially, uh, essentially because it minimizes our shipping costs, but also allows us to send you all these little cute fun ones to begin with. Now, as you said, though, we will actually help out on, um, on why it reduces the world's uh, ocean pollution quite simply by not throwing these out uh, these things out and actually keeping them because they last for they last for years you essentially a have a nerdy little thing that you can build out something that really ends up stimulating you and helping you work in different ways but most importantly it reduces the world's plastic waste because you end up keeping them for a long time which allows you to ultimately help the environment as well so what's the investment well the investment as i said is only twenty dollars or you have three different packages um, so all you have to do to get started from them is click the button below. You'll be taken into a secure checkout page. Pick the right ones that you want um, and enter your regular details. Once you've done so and complete your investment, you'll be sent. Uh, you'll be sent to um, sorry. Once you complete your, your details, you'll be sent to a confirmation page and an email letting you know exactly the ideas that you can get started with. So keep a lookout for that in the next 15 minutes, and we'll get them over to you in as uh, as quick as time as possible. Some shipping areas around the world will take up to 14 days, but the majority we usually get them in within the first. Uh, three to five. So we look forward to shipping out yours. Looking forward to hearing from you, Adol. Now, of course, if you want to put in like a testimony, like a, what was it, a guarantee you could have done. You could also do a reclose where you remind them everything that's in there. But I just remove certain elements from what my process is. But essentially, that's how it works. Does that make sense? Oh my God, I think, because one of the biggest criticisms, you know, a lot of the supermarkets have is these things. And interestingly, I'm having a climate sustainability um, expert on in a few weeks and I think that we've just solved I'm gonna make sure that um, your episode um, drops before hers so she can listen to this and we can chew that that was amazing um, I very rarely come out go into a podcast recording and come out with something I just was not expecting and that was that was absolutely amazing I am never honestly Everybody, I'm playing with the um, toy in question right now. It was literally sitting on my desk. I have a few of them, you know, from Woolworths. And I'm literally, as Advil was saying that, I could feel the texture more. I could feel the bumps more. I could feel the story. And now this thing, I don't think it'll ever probably leave my side around my laptop like it's always been here. But now you've given it a story. That was amazing. <laughs> I can see why. Not only do you have the numbers to prove it, but you certainly, um, I very rarely get blown away and I'll talked as well. So thank you so much. That was, that was good. And I, I could, um, I could see the frame there too, that, that you were working towards. And I love the call to actions. What was interesting, there was, it was over and over again, but in slightly different ways. So they had many times to actually jump in. Definitely. And there's like a four word close that, so my call to action and my close is very uniquely mine. It's one that I came up with years and years and years ago. And I had one of the legends of the internet marketing and marketing industry, our good old friend, Mark Joyner, who is out in New Zealand, uh, call me a motherfucker because of it, which was really hilarious because he's been around since the mid nineties. <laughs> and he was like, you got over the credit card thing without actually triggering the credit card response. I was like, yeah, because what you're doing is just telling them what's going to happen next. So I have this whole thing where it's like to make sales easy, even on the phone, just tell people what's going to happen next and they'll go ahead and buy from yep. you. Because the thing is you're removing the fear mm. 
When you remove the fear of what the next step is, people are ready to buy. So if you're a professional in this financial services or you like sell health coaching or whatever it is, Uh just tell your audience exactly what's going to happen next. So I'll give you an example on this as well, just off the fly. It would be, so let's just say you guys wanted to work with me as a consultant. Because again, I no longer write advertising for clients anymore because I just don't do that. Um, Unless Uh you're willing to pay me a six-figure sum, which, you know, some people are, yay, but most people won't. So especially the audience I like to work with, what I've made it really easy for them is to just hire me as a consultant where I can the stuff on the fly because it's a lot simpler and easier for me to do. So here's what I mean by that is even if I was telling you to go do something like this, or we'll say financial services or health and fitness, you'd say to them, so here's what, so all I need you to do to get started is quite simple. Uh, I'm going to send you an agreement in writing in the next uh, two days. Once you've actually got that, go through it, make sure that everything's above board. It's just a covering of everything we've already said right now. Um, and you get, you're going to get my payment details. So all I want you to do is complete the payment. And once that's in, just send me a quick message letting me know that it's already ready to go through and gone. And I can book you in to our very first training session and get started right away. By the way, all my contracts and agreements do have, and this is a very uniquely me thing. I say all my contracts and agreements do have a limited uh, shelf life, meaning that 72 hours they need an answer from you. After that, we'll have to renegotiate exactly uh, the terms and conditions that we've actually got going on. So on your work, the reason for this is quite simple. I have a high demand of people who are waiting to work with me and each person I put on hold for these is for three days, is for 72 hours for them to make a decision. If they don't make a decision, then their seat is, their, their place is given up to someone else that is in the line and waiting. So just so you're aware of that, let's get started. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's that's good because, you know, so much, I mean, I had to go through such a learning just to say my prices up front first and then, you know, and then what's the next step? But you know, quite often, particularly when working with some of my clients, but then my clients do the same thing. They'll have, they'll have this open for a long period of time and then it'll come and bite you in the ass um, nine months later when you, when you might not even be doing that anymore or, or whatever. But I love the 72 hours because I suppose that then creates a little bit of urgency as well and it's the next step. Yeah. The reality is that when you put a timeline that's real based on you, for me, it is 72 hours because I have so many phone calls a day, so many phone calls a week where I'm essentially booked up. So I need to make sure, because again, like I want to yep. get people in and out inside a month. And especially with how, quick, so with how quickly my brain works and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, it's this price, it's this point, whatever it is. And I, I can tell you right now, I usually work with about three clients a month, three to four clients a month uh, when I'm in flow. Right now, again, as I'm about to take the rest of the, like 2020, mm-hmm. 2021 off uh, from when we're recording this, I'll be back in early 2022. Um, I know I'll be working about three or four clients a month, which essentially is less than 20, 20 hours. Most people think they need me for five hours for the month. The reality is they need me for two hours. And then the rest of the time is essentially just split up over the course of the year of our relationship, which doesn't even take that much time. It just keeps me busy. But I mean, this is what it is. You want to look at your timeline, see how many clients you can take on, how much you can deliver and essentially deliberate on exactly what time period you need to get an answer back from. Because there's nothing ruder than someone not sending you a response, even if it's a no. There's nothing ruder than someone just going off. That's extremely rude. Yes. So yes. uh, I don't, and I everyone don't tolerate to it that. to a point that when I do have someone like that and they come back to me like three to six months later and they ask what my new fee is, I tell them what the actual fee is and then I tack on a 30% tax known as the Peter tax or the pain in the ass tax. <laughs> yeah. the so, and they're like, what's this? I'm like, yeah, they're like, what's this for? I'm like, because you're an asshole. That's why. <laughs> and in my contract, it has a lot of other things I'm going to call you, but I'm like, hey. 
it was an asshole move of you, so you're paying for it. Yeah, and people listen to that. It is. And and no, you know, somebody saying no to you is way kinder yeah. than someone not responding. It's just, it's rude. Um, and, you know, everyone spends a lot of time on that as well. And then, yeah, they do come back. Oh, my goodness. I honestly, that was, I'm speechless. And I don't think that's ever happened on the podcast before, but um, it's very rare. I, I just learned so much then. And when you said you're going to do that cold and literally something random, and it is as random as sitting on my desk and I made it up. Fun challenge. That was amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you for that. That was a fun little challenge. I was like, God damn, <laughs> what do we come up with this? <laughs> well, I was trying to think of something involving, but then I was trying to also, you know, I look at these things and, you know, the one of the biggest things I've learned of Ivana, who's the sustainability business person that we're going to have on soon, was that all of these things come up and you need to find second, third, fourth, fifth uses for everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. So I thought, let's throw something out that does need to have a reuse. But now you've given me like, you know, I only have three of them, so I can't sell them. I have to be more expensive than 20, but my husband has a few, but I now feel moored with them. So I feel like, okay, I, you know, they have now purpose for me. And I think that they're going to stay with me and I'll forever remember um, this particular podcast. And I certainly don't need a little figurine to remember you, but um, oh, that was sweet. Oh, see, I'm grateful. It's not one of the other things I've, I'm grateful. It's not one of the other things I've been asked to like come up with in the past when I yeah. do these cold reads. Like one of my favorite ones has to be uh, someone gave me male enhancement pills at a seminar <laughs> while I was on stage. That was fun. Oh no! Um, because you know, like if you've never done sem seminar training, I haven't. But if you've never done like public speaking training, one of the things they tell you is like try and find a universal thing that everyone would relate to, and like laugh off the idiot person. <laughs> like laugh off the adventure the, the whole thing i don't even know who said that if someone does say that let me know who because that's more or less like, that's like a myth legend thing i've heard in the industry because i've never done any other training but um instead of like shunning that person i was like all right fuck you let's go and like straight away jumped into it and thankfully i recorded the pitch so i have like the 20 i have like the one minute audio on my phone um on a podcast they did, I had someone that actually asked me to come up with one for a sex toy. So I basically came up with one for a sex toy called the Ultimate Wingman. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I tried this to buy, thing's like, not going to be my wingwoman. wingwoman. <laughs> it's really funny because like, the person I did the podcast with actually started to look up domains and seeing if they could actually make it a thing. I was like, what? They were like, I already got the copy. Why wouldn't I do this? I was like, fair enough. Well, I'm going to tweet the copy. I think it's I think it's amazing. Um, and anyhow, <laughs> we way run out of time, and I'm um, I just super fun. Thank you so much. So, first of all, where you can find Adele is greatestcopywriteralive.com, and you know check him out there. And also, he's starting up. 2022, the Fuck You podcast. And of course, I'm hoping I'll be on that because it is my favorite word. You will be. And we will talk about all of that sort of stuff. It has been such a pleasure, Adil. And I was going to ask you for tips, but my God, you've already given us them. So I'm not going to go there. Oh, I, I, we can definitely go for tips. I, I, you can go ahead and ask. I got plenty. We got plenty. So go ahead. Well, I was actually going to ask you because you have, have, um, uh, 
worked with so many interesting people. What makes the people who you see kind of hit those millions of dollars and, and really take it in? What's the, is there two or three things that you think you can tell them about yourself or, or even uh, or them that makes that uniqueness that gets them there? Yeah. Okay. So everyone has a very unique story, but most people think their story is bland mm-hmm. and boring. So the very first thing is look at your story in a unique, uh, with a unique set of eyes. Now, as you mentioned, my website, greatestcopywriterlive.com, I'm actually uh, giving away something called the Story Selling Matrix, which essentially shows you how to come up with your story and essentially your overall framework. Now, everyone uses the rags to riches story for a really long time. It's really annoying. There are seven story types that you can really use out there, not just rags to riches. So look at how you can differentiate your story completely. So number one is have your story to tell. Tip number two is tell it differently and more uniquely than anyone else. And the third tip I'd give you, which is really powerful, is conviction and belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have conviction and belief in what you do and why you do it. Because if you don't have that, no one will believe you. Absolutely. If you're convicted and have belief in why you're there, people will clamor to you. Like myself personally, for years, I have been known as the underground A-list copywriter. That's been like a thing that is like my business partner goes on about. Because I'll give an example. I'm terrible at tooting my own horn. Uh, and I have been for a while. I had a bit of a tragedy this year in 2020, uh, I had a tragedy in 2021, um, which essentially kind of freed me of this and made me be- made me see like, hey, I've got a limited amount of time. I need to go out there and be really true to who I am. And my business partner, by the way, who's nine years younger than me, continuously blasts yeah. me for this. And he goes, adult, you have, he goes, I have maybe one-tenth of the results you have. And I make, and I literally go out there and talk about them. He goes, you dismiss your results because they don't hit some standardized form. So do yourself a favor, people out there who are like me, please don't blast your results negatively. I'll give an example. In 2020, I wrote an ad campaign for a client that did half a million dollars in a, in, in a very unique way. And I was like, oh, the idea and mechanism was unique, but a half a million, it should have done more. And he's like, what are you on about? Like, if someone told you that this thing made half a million dollars, the fuck are you on about to say that's not an incredible result? I was like, oh, okay. So, like, literally, look at the things you've done, put them into perspective, and if you want to see if, if this is true, literally ask yourself, if you're a tax accountant, if you're someone like that, ask yourself, what would your clients do with the money you just saved them? Exactly. Like, if someone saved you that amount of money, how would you feel? So you're like, oh, shit, I feel absolutely amazing. Well, guess what? Go ahead and talk about that shit. Oh, we do so much work on this because um, in the Align Leader Program, this is what we work on is you've got to line yourself up first. You've got to believe in yourself because it, it comes across. And, I, you know, I love the, the, the story and looking at it uniquely because everybody is unique. You know, everyone has a unique story and everyone has different shit shows and, and all of this sort of stuff. And it's powerful and it's going to link up with many, many other people. It doesn't have to link up with everybody. That's the point. But, um, yeah, I love that. The confidence and the belief. I think coming from you, I think that's fantastic because you actually have the numbers, but then you still had to have the belief to then to push it through. Oh, yeah. Like, again, like I said, my belief numbers were, like, really low at one point. So the best thing you can do, guys, uh, realistically, is just... It, it, like one of the things I ever picked up from a guy called Ryan uh, Horner. Is it Ryan Horner? I can't remember which Ryan. It was one of it was one of the Ryans that I know in my life. Um, I, and basically, what he said was basically create something called a inventory. Ryan Hunter, that was it. Ryan Hunter. Um, yeah. 
what you do is basically it's uh, create a winventory. So every time you have a win, write it down, take a photo of it, and just stick it up on a wall or put it into a phone, into a index in your phone, and you're ready to go. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us and everybody out there. I hope you enjoy that conversation. Please continue it and be brave. Thank you so much for your time. We work super hard on this podcast and are passionate about helping expert entrepreneurs build businesses without overwhelm. To help us, can you please leave a review if you loved it on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform?